You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're now at episode 99 of Flying Call, the last one before we hit triple digits. Now seems like a good time to just kind of talk a little bit about the origins of the podcast, reflect on the last two years, and talk about the future. Thank you so much for sticking with me through all the schedule changes, various delays, and plans I've made before abandoning. The one thing that's consistent throughout is that Find the Call is here to stay. Tomorrow marks a brand new theme song as well, so for the last time, here's Kaylin West of Tiny Sills with the Find the Call theme song, V1. So when I started Flying the Call, I'd probably been writing about music for maybe four or five years. I'd probably had less than 50 interviews under my belt. Um, but my curious nature and really like the desire to learn even the most specific or obscure details about albums was something that like really appealed to me about interviews. You know, because of these kind of intricacies and like the little details that I would get into, it would be really hard for me to kind of like narrow down the interviews I was conducting and, you know, pull the quotes that would, you know, get the overall message through, even though what I was also interested in was the real minutia of stuff. Um, so there was so much music that I wanted to cover and, you know, conducting an interview, transcribing it, then writing it up and turning it into an article was really just taking a lot of time and effort and, you know, adding a lot of stress to my life that I didn't really want anymore. But I truly wanted to be able to continue spreading the word about as many bands as possible. So it was kind of time for me to retool. And I was like, well, how can I continue doing this thing that I love, which is, you know, talking to bands and spreading the word about them, um, but make it, you know, a little bit easier, a little bit more streamlined, um, kind of easier to share, especially from, you know, the initial interview all the way to getting it in front of people. And you know, I've been listening to podcasts for a long time, and I guess it just kind of seemed like the the least effort in a way, you know, because I can just record it. You know, I do a little bit of editing, but really not much. I edit out sometimes ums and ahs, and, you know, if someone stutters, you know, like, or starts to answer a question and then gets derailed or something. Um, but other than that, you know, these are really just candid conversations on music, like the subtitle. So that was kind of how the idea for the podcast came about. And my goal with this podcast, which, you know, initially started when I was writing about music, was really just trying to create fans who are like me, ones that feel, you know, super connected to the music, and they'll follow and support a band throughout their whole career. You know, and I feel like that's something that I've really done with Fly on the Call. I feel like my interview style is unique. I feel like the artists that I cover are unique. And I mean, not to toot my own horn, because there are honestly so many great podcasts within the DIY scene covering so many great bands. 
not like no one can cover it all but i feel like i am doing exactly what i want to do with this podcast and you know just as important as helping to create these types of fans i feel like i've found that as final calls become like part of these various corners of the diy music scene and the podcasting community and i've really you know kind of been able to find my place and find people who feel the same way i do about music which I guess maybe in some way is something that I've kind of like struggled with because like I've, you know, friends who enjoy music, friends who are into musical go to shows and stuff, but not kind of to the level of, you know, borderline, not obsessiveness, but you know, that are kind of as into it as me. So it's been really cool to just connect with kind of so many more people than I would, you know, just based on even the volume of the show, like putting it out on average once a week compared to, you know, writing about it once every maybe once a month once every two or three weeks and then you know also having that be through a blog or through some other website where you know the people might respond to the tweet promoting the article but they will they don't know who the writer is themselves they just know the website behind it so that's also something that i've like really enjoyed about flying the call is that it's it's all me like <laughs> it's always funny to me when people reach out and they're like hey guys or like you know let me know who to talk to on the fly on the call team. I'm like, no, it's just me. Like, I've always had the alternative behind me, you know, helping to promote the show. And I've, you know, more recently had Sound Talent Media, which has been really awesome being part of, like, the network. But for all intents and purposes, it's it's me doing all the researching, doing all the recording, doing all the editing, doing all the posting. I basically use the fly on the call social media accounts as my own personal accounts. And... I think that's just something that I really enjoy, like that it's giving me a connection to these artists and to these fans and just to the community as a whole. And then the other part of like my mentality throughout the whole podcast and everything is, you know, kind of really helping musicians to learn how to tell their stories and, you know, celebrate their own success. Like I ask these specific personalized questions um, to kind of help them think about music in a new way help them maybe, you know, have a new perspective on their own music or find new ways to present themselves. And I, I do feel like that sounds kind of grandiose, but really one of like the highest compliments I can get is when someone that says someone says something like, no one's ever asked me that before. I've never thought about it that way. Like, I want to be in like the smallest way a part of a band's story and kind of just continue to feel for myself even more so like than like me trying to think that I'm, you know, going to break a band or anything that's far from my mind. But like, it gives me this continued like feeling of deeper levels of connections to the band, to the music and, you know, being able to celebrate the big and exciting things I see them achieve. Um, I've always said like, whether I'm a band's first interview or their hundredth or, you know, if they have one EP, they have 10 albums, no matter the size of their fan base, I approach every single interview the same way. You know, I always research, I always have personalized thoughtful questions and i always have the same amount of excitement and curiosity and empathy for them and i mean i guess as far as just some of the highlights over the past few years like i could honestly go on i could highlight every single band that i've talked to and every single conversation i've had because i truly feel passionate and excited about all of them but i mean some of my favorite things are like i've had multiple conversations with barty strange and telethon and jariah i've talked to three members of the wonder years or my favorite band of all time. Um, I did a 10-year anniversary interview on Silverstein's A Shipwreck in the Sand and just put up recently 15 years of Mutiny by Set Your Goals. You know, I've done artists. I've really talked to 
are the artists who've made almost every single one of my top albums since 2019, which is just fucking insane to me. Like, I love that so much that I'm able to kind of peek behind the curtains of these records that I love so much and also bring that to even more people, whether you're already a fan of the band and just getting a deeper appreciation of the music or you're someone totally new and, you know, hopefully finding your new favorite band. Like, I've gone on to see <laughs> Meet Me at the Altar and Barty Strange blow the fuck up. And even more artists that I speak to, like, reach their own impressive milestones, like, that they never expected. Whether they're, you know, hitting a million listeners or just releasing their album, like, all of that should be celebrated. You know, I've discovered music that I probably would have missed otherwise, like Still Hungry, who put out one of my favorite albums of this year, and Will Wood, who, like, is just, like, this weird underground guy that I never would have found otherwise. Like, I guarantee if I hadn't opened that PR email, I wouldn't have, and if I hadn't clicked on the SoundCloud link or whatever it was, and actually listened to the couple seconds before I got hooked, like, I never would have found Will Wood. Um, and then just, like, continuing these relationships with bands that I've written about before, that I've interviewed before, and that I've been kind of championing for the, these years, and kind of, like, getting even closer to them, I, I really love that. And I've had some, like, really deep, personal, unexpected conversations that, you know, like, sometimes it's the smallest bands who give the most thoughtful answers, and I love that, like, that it can be, any conversation can turn into anything. It's really what... Like, I approach every conversation with the same, like I said, the same excitement, the same, you know, drive behind it. And I allow the person I'm talking to kind of, like, lead the way in a way. And it, that's really exciting for me because I've had some really, like I said, exciting conversations that I would never have expected to come out of it. And then another thing that I'm, like, super appreciative to the podcast about is, you know, just the fact that it gave me social interaction throughout the pandemic. It kept me listening to new music and seeing that even in such a kind of dismal time, beautiful things are still being created. There are still great conversations to be had, almost even more so because everyone was available. <laughs> it does only happen very rarely, actually, but it does still sting a little bit when, you know, I reached out about a band and end up not being able to get them on. But I think that's also been something that's been helpful for me for the podcast personally, like, you know, kind of getting used to you know, putting myself out there and being able to take no as an answer. Like, those are two separate things that are both, like, really important. Like, the only way that I got the Wonder Years on was because I asked. The only way that I got Tiger's Jaw on was because I asked. Um, I mean, there's been plenty of bands that I've asked about that have ended up not working out for one reason or another, but it definitely wouldn't have happened if I hadn't asked. And that kind of also leads into kind of one of the things that I want to do going forward to start kind of, like, improving the podcast and also improving my personal skills. Like, I definitely want to start kind of improvising my intros and outros more as much as possible. You know, like one of the like main things of flying the call is, you know, preparation with my interviews. But, you know, simply reading off a script feels kind of counterintuitive to the whole idea of candid conversations on music, which is, you know, probably the most important part of the podcast, which is why it's the subtitle of the show. And, it, you know, it also will give me kind of like an opportunity to step out of my comfort zone, continue to grow my skills, kind of also kind of hopefully, you know, allow myself to seem more personable, you know, allow people to continue to feel comfortable reaching out, continue to feel like 
they're getting to know me through my musical taste, continuing to feel like I'm a voice that they can kind of, you know, trust to bring good music to them and good conversations. And I, I don't want that for myself, like just for myself. I want that because I want, I want to grow this podcast because I want to grow the audience that then sees the bands that I'm talking to. You know, one of my kind of goals going into this year was to try to get like one quote unquote big band a month. And that was kind of something that I sort of abandoned relatively early because there's just so much music that I love. And honestly, a lot of the music that I, you know, really love is this, these smaller underground artists. And that almost kind of gives me more bang for my buck, like in that if you're listening to the episode and don't know them, you're pretty likely to check them out versus, I guess it's kind of weighing the the options because, you know, if I get a big band and someone listens to it because they like the band and then really enjoy the interview, they might then check out the smaller band and the smaller interviews. Um, so it's kind of like I'm trying to weigh that and I'm also trying to kind of get out of my head a little bit because like I said you know my my preparation my dedication and my excitement are kind of like the main things that get me to you know have someone on as a guest and because I don't always listen to like these more established bands all the time it's like I kind of get a little bit intimidated I feel a little bit like well I don't want to be like you know faking my way through this interview if this isn't one of the bands I'm like super passionate about so I don't know. It's kind of like a little bit of a, a little bit of a cognitive dissonance where it's like I want to expand this podcast and you know again be able to help all these bands that I talk to as much as possible. And I guess to do that, I just need to get a little more comfortable because I mean there are bands that I've talked to that I'm I wouldn't say that I'm not passionate about, but that like I'm slightly less familiar with and everything like that and. I think some of those conversations come out just as good or even better than some of the other conversations with bands where I have kind of this deeper connection and have more uh, expectations. So, you know, that's kind of the line that I want to continue to toe and also kind of continue to put a thought into it and, you know, maybe put some more effort into it as well. And I mean, other than that, like, I really do feel like I'm doing exactly what I want to with this podcast. Like, I'm showcasing artists from all different genres, just any, really any music that I enjoy. I'm continuing to like try to have a diverse range of people, you know, to bring many viewpoints into the conversation and, you know, kind of continue to boost the things that, you know, I want to make sure that the people that I'm talking to have the room to talk about what they want to talk about. And I feel like that's something so important and so core to fly in the call. Honestly, like all all the notes that I made when I originally started planning out what Flying the Call would be, those are, I feel like basically those are exactly what I've done and they're exactly what I still want to do. So, you know, while 100 episodes is like this huge milestone, it's not necessarily like a new era for Flying the Call. You know, it's, I want to do, you know, kind of continue to constantly improve in little ways as best as I can, but, um, I feel like what I'm doing is feels really good and is, you know, for the people who care about it, I feel like it's a really great thing. And that's just what I'm so, like, amazed by. I'm so thankful for and what makes me want to continue doing this and what makes me, like, continue to enjoy it. So I guess I'll just leave it on that positive note. Uh, and 
I realized the last time I did one of these kind of solo episodes, which was just once before, I think it was maybe at the beginning of the year, I forgot to do that classic wrap-up question, which is, you know, asking for a piece of advice or something I've been thinking about lately. And I don't know, man. Like, shit's fucked. Shit's fucked with Texas's new abortion ban, Hurricane Ida, a plethora of politicians and private citizens kind of actively doing work that doesn't just prevent the pandemic from being resolved, but also kind of causes it to spread further. I mean, obviously, so many other things. And like, I haven't, you know, I haven't been super vocal about the stuff going on in Texas. And I feel guilty about that. But at the same time, like, I feel like it's super important to when you are feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling stressed, whether it's about that specific thing going on or life in general, it's important to take that time, you know, to yourself, to take the time to meditate, to listen to music, to do whatever kind of gives you a brief pause from it all. But then, you know, return with an open mind and ready to use your voice and your skills however you can to not allow yourself to fully shut down, to not allow yourself to be complacent because there are so many resources to be shared, financial, informational, and otherwise. And, you know, even if you don't always have the capacity to take them in or share them, you know, really just allowing yourself Allowing yourself to, you know, remain active once you're ready to be active because we need each other. Like, and that's, you know, the community is something that I've talked about, you know, throughout this episode. And I feel like that's something so important and it's something that I really feel passionate about. And yeah, so that's, that's my advice is to just take the time you need when you need it, but don't allow yourself to shut down and you know, always be there for the people who need it whenever they need it. So just wrapping things up, you know, tomorrow's episode 100. It'll feature an interview and a brand new theme song, and I'm going to announce it now. It's with the one and only Jariah. He's one of my favorite current artists, and he actually, he found me through this podcast, but, you know, all the work he's been putting in, I have no doubt that we would have crossed paths one way or other. His music is amazing, and his work ethic is just as great. You know, he's putting all the work in, and I'm so happy to see him, like, really start to reap the rewards. You know, his listeners are rising. He just put out a fantastic EP of the songs that have been released over the last year or so. And, you know, while I'm not breaking things down and kind of starting from the ground up by any means, 100 episodes in two years of the podcast is a huge milestone. I really can't wait to continue improving it and spreading the music that I love. As always, Final Call is brought to you by Sound Talent Media. A special thank you to the alternative for helping promote the show. Caleb West of Tiny Stills for this version one of the theme song. Michaela Jane for both versions of the artwork. You can keep it up to date by subscribing to the podcast, following it on Twitter and Instagram. You can email me at any time at finalcallpod at gmail.com. And yeah, that's it for now. Peace. Hi, I'm Daniela Clark. I'm Barbara Ann Wild. And we are The Honest AF Show. Our podcast is real, honest conversation with our celebrity friends and pros. Covering our anything but average rock and roll lifestyles. All while tackling the hell that is aging and the battle of beauty. Oh yeah, nothing is off the table. The Honest AF Show is available wherever you get your podcasts.